Welcome to the Human Design and Beyond podcast with your hosts, Leslie Wegleitner and Lori Wakefield. In these podcasts, we discuss all things related to human design. It's here where we share our knowledge, insights, and experiences. Join us as we dive into authentic conversations about letting go of resistance, identifying conditioning, and so much more. Our goal for you is to live in alignment with your unique human design. These quick bouts of inspiration will bring forward things to contemplate about your individual charts and inspire experiences in your everyday life to support your journey. Welcome. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Lori. Hi, and welcome back, everyone. This is Leslie. So today we are starting the fear gates of the solar plexus, and the solar plexus is the last of our three awareness centers in our series about fear gates. The solar plexus themes are feelings, emotions, and sensitivity, and its function is to allow us to gain a sense of emotional clarity and well-being. This center provides the energy to bring us into human experiences. So half of us has a center defined, which will create um, an experience of impulsive ups and downs emotionally, and half of us have it undefined, which brings a more experience of avoiding and dealing with emotions altogether. So if your solar plexus center is defined, which means it's colored in, there's a fixed emotional consciousness and a fixed and reliable way of processing emotions. So your emotionality depends on the channels and gates that are defined in your solar plexus. Naturally, an emotional person will have consistent emotions that must not be resisted or controlled. This can be challenging, but it's important because if you have a defined solar plexus, you also have emotional authority. So what is emotional authority? Well, it's is how you are designed to make decisions. There is also an emotional wave that one um, rides you experience clarity in your decision making. Uh, we will uh, talk more about this emotional wave in a moment. So and if your uh, solar plexus center is undefined, meaning it is white, your emotions can be vulnerable to the conditioning of others, emotions and amplifications of emotions around you. If one is not aware, you will find yourself playing out um, others' emotional waves, and you may avoid uh, the conflict and the truth. But as you become more aware, these um, emotions become more wisdom that you will follow. So I want to give some general information about the solar plexus emotional waves that I've touched on earlier. And one of the experiences, emotional waves in the solar plexus in, um, or one experience of the emotional waves in the solar plexus in several patterns which depends on the gates and channels defined in, in one's chart. So these emotions are experienced from one end of the spectrum to the other. So for some examples like hope to pain, joy to despair, expectation to disappointment, and love to hate. It generates high and low emotional waves and everything in between. We can't grasp what kind of um, awareness is going to emerge from the solar plexus emotions. This is not something that we can ever really understand mentally. The interesting thing is to observe is most of the time, there's no obvious reason to the moods in it generates. So let's briefly talk about the emotional wave types and how the channels that create them. So there's a tribal wave, um, which includes a channel 1949 and 3740. And these operate through physical touch and sensitivity needs. It operates in a ratcheting upward motion until it explodes and then resets itself. Understanding of the movement of the emotions is key, so you can sort out um, the real issue that it's been surfacing and realizing the moment of the explosion may not really be the reason behind the emotion. 
And then there's the individual wave, which are the channels 3955 and 1222. <clears throat> Excuse me. And this wave operates through the expression of moodiness, emotions, melancholy, or passion. Um, and this wave also is uh, moves along on a more even keel most of the time with smaller, shorter up and down spikes. And knowing when to be alone and when this to be social is really key for um, those who carry these channels. Then going to the abstract wave, which is the channels 36, 35, and 41, 30, this wave is experienced through desire and feeling and moves from peaks and valleys. Its expectations creates its crashing, um, creates its crashing when the desires and expectations are not met. And if one can enter things as just an experience, it can transcend this wave. So there's one more wave created through channel 59.6, and this is where the emotional wave is brought together. It is where the need, passion, and desire are created in order to break the barriers to bring in intimacy. This is a more stable wave and needs someone else actually to bring it to its surface. So this information that um, I shared is just the general themes and functions of the solar plexus. So now let's get into how the fears play out in the center. Uh, as we spoke earlier with the waves of emotion, the fears will come in the same wave patterns. So the wave dif um, differs depending on the channels they are moving through, which was the tribal collective and individual that I previously talked about. The emerging of the awareness of the fears are experienced through nervousness based on emotional uncertainty. So when we are having experiences with people, situations, um, or decision-making, there's this period of time that we are uncertain. And um, the center is of social and relational nature and has a widespread energy going from hope to pain, which creates powerful and extensive nervousness within it, within us. So this nervousness becomes amplified or, or disappears depending on where one is on their wave. And our emotional uncertainty can distort the way we view things, making mountains out of molehills. These times of uncertainty are fears we need to confront to overcome. The understanding that our fears are not trustworthy in the moment, but if we can learn to wait and allow time to pass, they can become clear and trustworthy. Time is crucial for an emotional being to be able to confirm or dispel uncertainties and suspicions underlying the nervousness. When we um, open to gaining clarity over time, we allow identifying and confronting our uncertainty, which allows us to move beyond the emotional fears and transcend them into emotional intelligence. And Lori and I are both emotionally defined, and uh, we actually both have the tribal wave pattern also. And in the beginning, I just, I really kind of um, have always kind of pushed my emotions to the side um, because it's kind of a part of my triple split. So it doesn't really, um, I don't connect with it necessarily. But what I've learned doing this experiment and um, through my resistance to even attempting or trying to, you know, associate with these is um, I really, I've changed my thought of being like I was wishy-washy, could never make decisions all over the board to now understanding that this is just a wave. And if I wait, the clarity will come and I'll never be like you, this, you never get to like this hundred percent certainty on anything. Um, and like the nervousness never really, you know, goes away. I still feel it, but there's this understanding of kind of where I feel the tipping of the scale is happening and I, and the decision is coming more um, to the forefront. And then I'm understanding that that is the direction I need to go. So it's, it takes some time to um, 
really process and get into this emotional solar plexus as your authority. But um, it's really been a valuable uh, tool for me to not jump into so many different things and to really be clear and, um, you know, the decision-making process and not so challenging, I guess. Is. So Lori, is there anything that you would like to add? Yeah, I think like what you what you just said, I mean, <clears throat> it's it's about just honoring like the way that you're designed and and allowing allowing yourself to go through the wave. So like the emotional wave. So once I began to understand that that's how I'm designed, <clears throat> excuse me, to make decisions, it made making decisions a lot easier. This episode isn't really about decision making, but it needs to be discussed to understand the nature of the solar plexus and how it can create fear and around emotional uncertainty. So for myself, I know that my decisions need to be made over time, especially where bigger decisions are concerned. And that's why being pressured by someone to, to buy something or to do something because I might miss out, like the fear of missing out, doesn't work as well for me as something that gives me time to decide whether something is right for me. That's a good thing for people. Um, people who have businesses, uh, you know, who sell products or services to know because over 50% of the population is emotionally defined, which means they have emotional authority, which means they need time to make decisions. And when decisions are made under pressure, it can result in mistakes, regrets, mistrust, and resentment. I mean, I don't know about you, Leslie, but I mean, I would rather allow people to make decisions in their own time than to, to feel pressured to make a decision because I wouldn't want them to resent me or not trust me. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. yeah. So we're, yeah, Leslie already talked about the different emotional waves. Um, she touched on it, how, you know, how they're experienced, but we're going to, I just wanted to mention this. We're going to be offering a free course about decision-making that will go into emotional authority as well as the other types of authority. Um, we'll mention it on our podcast when the course is ready for anyone who's interested in learning about human design, learning more about it. So decisions made before you're ready can end up being mistakes. That's why that's what human design is really all about, embracing the way you're designed and allowing it to guide you. Life really is about making decisions and every decision impacts where you've been in the past, where you are now and where you'll end up in the future. I think that's um, all I have to say about being emotionally defined and about the solar plexus. Is there anything else you wanted to add, Leslie, before we move on to gate 30? No, I think I'm ready to move on to gate 30. Okay. So gate 30 is known as the clinging fire. It's the gate of recognition of feelings. When it's connected to gate 41, it forms the channel of recognition. In our last episode, we talked about having... I just wanted to go over this again. We talked about having a defined gate and an open center versus a defined center. So if you have gate 30 defined and your solar plexus is open, it's known as a dormant gate. And if you have gate 30 defined and your solar plexus is defined, it's known as a hanging gate. If it's a dormant gate in your chart, you may not, um, you may not be as aware of the energy unless it's activated by a planetary transit or by someone who has gate 41 defined, which is its harmonic gate. Gate 30 is part of the collective circuitry. It's part of the sensing sub-circuit. And the fear associated with this gate is the fear of the fates. It's experienced as an emotional nervousness about things turning out the way you think they should. 
because gate 30 is in the solar plexus, it's fueled by a feeling or an emotional desire to have a new experience. It begins with a passion or a deep desire to have an experience that's going to turn out the way you want it to. You want the experience to be perfect. This is especially true if you don't have the whole channel 4130 defined. You may feel the pressure to live out the experience as you envision it, but you're forced to realize that things don't always work out as planned. That's where living in alignment with your strategy and authority can put you on the path to pursue your desires while allowing things to evolve without pushing or forcing, which in the end leads you to what you really want, but sometimes didn't realize that's what you wanted. So here's an example about the nervousness you might feel with the energy of gate 30. Just imagine you're planning to take a trip to, to someplace you've always wanted to go, like let's just say France. So it's going to be something that you, you've wanted to do as long as you can remember. It's your dream destination. You, you want to, and you want to experience, you want your experience to be perfect. You feel nervous because you don't want to be disappointed. You have really high expectations. So you make all the detailed plans and imagine what it's going to be like and how you're going to feel. But after you get there, things don't, didn't work out as planned. Some of your plans have to be changed. Things just didn't go the way you envisioned them. So you might feel disillusioned or disappointed. But if you look at that same trip from another perspective, it's something like it's something you wanted to do forever. And you finally have the opportunity to do it. You have some ideas about what you're what you want to do when you get there, but you just kind of let your journey evolve without having preconceived ideas about what it's going to be like. In that situation, you pursue your desire, but you allow fate to take its course. You don't fear it. You don't feel nervous about it. You just allow it to happen. I'm not sure if that's a great example, but it kind of makes sense to me. I have gate 30 defined in my conscious Chiron. Chiron's a little bit different than the gates that define your other planets, but it's still an experience. It's still something, an energy that you experience. I have kind of a, a funny story that I think back about sometimes, not that it's directly related to gate 30, but it kind of, I don't know, it's, it's just an example. So several years ago, my family and I had passes to Disney World. It was my mom, my brother, me, and my two kids. And my brother, Michael, used to lead us through the parks. So I, I never really paid attention to exactly where things were in the parks. I just kind of followed him. And um, anyway, when I went to Disney another time with one of my friends and her family, she knew that I went to Disney a lot. So she just assumed I knew where everything was, but I didn't. <laughs> she was kind of confused because um, she'd asked me, you know, like, well, where's this place? And I was like, I don't know. And she's like, well, you've been here before. I'm like, yeah, but I just followed my brother. So anyway, um, yeah, so, but, but, and I told her, I was like, the reason, the reason I like doing it that way is because every time I went, it was like a new adventure and a new experience. So, so it was like, instead of like it being like routine, you know, like, like the same thing, like every time I knew everything was, it was just something like a new adventure. Cause I just didn't know what was going to be next. But anyway, um, I don't know if that story really captures the essence of the energy of the gate. Maybe in a way it does, but basically you can pursue your deepest desires and fully enjoy them. If you allow the experience to, to evolve the way it's meant to evolve without having preconceived ideas about what it'll be like to have that experience. Do you have anything you want to share about gate 30, Leslie? 
I do. So um, in the last week, my older son um, got two puppies and he's got the gate 30 and he also has um, which the 36, 35. So it's kind of the continuation of that energy to the throat. And I've been listening to him talk. So even before these puppies came, um, him and his girlfriend were like researching on the web and, you know, finding out exactly what they need to do to make these the best hunting dogs and the best, you know, uh, family dogs and this and the other thing. So then they get the dogs and um, the first night happens, you know, the typical, they crying all night. Kay, my son's girlfriend's crying because she can feel the puppies being so sad. They go down, the puppies are shaking. So it's like their whole um, idea of how this was going to go was just getting blown up. <laughs> so, right. and, and now even when I talk to him, he's, you know, it's what, four or five nights later, um, you know, now the puppies are in the bedroom with them and not in bed, but next to their bed. And, and he's still talking about his desire of having these puppies be like these phenomenal dogs, which I'm sure they're going to love and adore anyways. And his idea and his fears around going to have these misbehaved and they're going to depend on each other because they're siblings and not them. Um, and, and I know it's also in the transit right now in the Saturn mm-hmm. transit. So I yep. don't know. And it's actually in his Saturn. I, I looked at that. Um, right. If it's just okay. amplifying this for him. <laughs> um but I just found it, you know, I just kept hearing that in his voice of his concern and his desire for an outcome. And it's like, you know, you, you can't control that outcome. It's going to be a dog and it's going to have its personality and you're going to love it no matter what, you know? So right. yeah, I just thought that was kind of fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about um, how uh, Saturn is transiting gate 30 right now. So everybody's experiencing it. And um, another thing that I that I wanted to mention, were you finished? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I'm finished. Yeah. Yeah. yeah one thing I wanted to mention, too, um, and for people who are listening, it's something that you may have heard before, but but everybody has everything in the chart at one point or another. So we have definition in our, in our charts and that that's a, an energy that we experience consistently. But we also feel the energy of the other gates during planetary transits or when we're around somebody else who has it defined. So like when we were talking about gate 30, I mean, other people listening could be like, well, I experienced that, but I don't have that gate defined. So so it's true um, that uh, you can feel things like that but um, or experience things like that. But somebody who has it defined, it's going to be a consistent energy in their chart. So I just wanted to bring that up. I don't know if I explained it well, but yeah. Um, yeah. Did you have anything else that you wanted to add? Um, are you ready to wrap things up, Leslie? I think we're ready to wrap it up. Okay. Thanks so much for joining us today. In our next episode, we're going to be talking about the fears that can be found in Gates uh, 55 and 49. If you'd like to see the show notes for today's podcast, you can find it on our website at www.alignandachievebydesign.com. The show notes will be listed under podcast episode nine. If you'd like to join us as we continue to explore the human design fear gates, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Thanks again and have a great day. Thanks everyone. (laughs) 